0: What is up, people? Welcome in to the Fantasy Football Smackdown. Week 1 football is finally here. Thursday Night Football is kicking off in a little over an hour here. And I got you covered with all your Week 1 starts and sits. Answer any questions that you guys have. I'm your host, Kyle August. You can follow me on Twitter at KyleMonth8. And my God, we made it, people. Through all the offseason, all the dynasty drafts, all the redraft leagues, all of draft season. Injuries left and right already to kick it off. Uh football is just about to get kicked off here with the Cowboys. As you see, I'm rocking my Cowboys jersey if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, and we got uh Cowboys and the Bucks, and then a full slate of games here in week one. So if you're watching live, uh, I'll be covering my starts and sits uh for you for this week. Uh, I've one for each position, and they will be taking any questions that you have. If you have any lineup decisions you're looking to make here, drop them in the chat. I'll we'll get to all of them here right on the show. We already got Darren chiming in. Loyal listener. What's up, bro? Good to see you. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, uh, appreciate you tuning in. We've had a full week here on the Warzone Network, and that's going to continue all season long. But if you want in on this live show, it's going to be dropping uh, every Thursday, probably around this time, 7 p.m. Eastern time, a little bit before kickoff. Give us enough time to get the, uh, the inactives in, and uh, I'll be dropping my start sits here every single week. And taking your questions live. So if you listen on the podcast, be sure to check me out over here on the YouTube every Thursday night. So real quick, before we dive into my favorite starts and sits for week one, a little programming note. Uh, man, we're, we're going to be bringing it here on the Warzone Network uh, starting this upcoming Sunday. Every Sunday, Memphis is going to be doing a little pre-kickoff show. So if you want to get away from the mainstream, you can hang out with Memphis and probably a different cast of characters from the Warzone Network uh, every week, uh, we're going to be dropping in and out of there. I'll be on there for a little bit. That is going to kick off an hour and a half before the one o'clock game. So that would, if you do hashtag math, uh, 1130 Eastern time. So we're going to be 90 minutes. We're going to be covering all your start sit questions. If you have any trade questions, dynasty questions, bring them. Memphis is going to cover it all. Uh, obviously, he's become a degenerate gambler. So <laughs> uh, we'll be covering those uh, wagers as well, uh, leading up all the way till kickoff. So that's going to be every Sunday. Here on the SmackDown, I'll be bringing you WaveWire shows, uh, dropping every Tuesday morning to get you set with all the start-sit ads. And then, like I mentioned, every Thursday here, live streaming uh, with the start-sits and your questions live, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern time, every Thursday before Thursday Night Football. And then YouTube only, I'll be dropping the WaveWire sniping show. Uh, If you've been been following me for a while, WaveWire sniping is an article that I've written uh, for a handful of years now, it's, a, it's in essence a, a, a waiver wire look ahead where you can snipe these players off of waivers for free over the weekend before kickoff uh, and before they're featured on every freaking waiver wire article and show, including this one here the following week. So uh, that's just a strategy that I've really uh, come to, to live by a lot. You can't really find too many uh, little edges here and there. Nowadays, there's so much out there, so much content, even the most casual fan. Uh, can take advantage of those things, but this is something a little bit more unique. Uh, So like a little preview as an example, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, somebody that's not highly owned right now. He has a tough week one matchup at Buffalo, probably not started in a lot of places, but in week two, he has a home matchup uh, against the Raiders and a week three matchup at home against the Bengals. Those are two great matchups. I can almost guarantee you that Ben Roethlisberger is going to be featured as a quarterback ad many places next week. Um, So we'll be talking about him and players like him. On that waiver wire sniping show again, that's going to be YouTube only. So, if you listen on the podcast, if you're not already subscribed, gotta head on over to YouTube, Dynasty Warzone, subscribe, hit that notifications button. Uh, and that uh, waiver wire sniping show will be releasing Saturday mornings. So, that and a ton more great content coming here on the network. Uh, you got the big bet, the war zone, uh, the DFS show dropping this uh, this season. So, you're going to want to stay subscribed on your favorite podcast feed, and also on YouTube, uh, so you can check out the live shows as well. So looking forward to a great season. Um, before I get into uh, the starts and sits, I also want to mention, might notice no co-host, no Jake Rip joining me here. Uh, Jake has uh, had some changes to his uh, professional life. His job has really taken up a ton more time. So unfortunately, he's going to have to step back just a bit. So I'm going to rope him in here as much as I can, but it's uh, it'll be me and some guests here and there and just hanging out and keeping the show going. Uh, here on the Fantasy Football Smackdown. So looking forward to a great season nonetheless. And uh, appreciate Jake. Had a ton of fun recording with him. It's our first year together uh, and just had a blast. And uh, hopefully you guys did as well and enjoyed those shows throughout the season. So with that being said, it's week one, man. And uh, no, obviously no bye weeks to deal with. Uh, New injury right before recording this show. Gus Edwards goes down. Uh, Something in the water there in that running back room in Baltimore. Uh, So one thing I would, you know, uh suggest is you know if you didn't pick up levy on bell already you, you can they chose him over Devontae freeman who they ought also signed today to the practice squad i will note that freeman uh was in camp so he's a little bit more prepared and ready to go my guess is he'll get some playing time a little bit more early on but don't lose track that baltimore did, did choose uh lev bell over freeman uh before signing him. So uh, obviously Williams is the only remaining back there in Baltimore. So he's going to be your guy for week one uh, against the Raiders. I'm okay rolling him out there. If you're in a deeper league and you need to, but more than likely you have other starters um, that you drafted ahead of them that you don't need to push that button right away, but it's a, it's a decent matchup. uh, So if you're in a bind and you need to start Williams uh, for Baltimore uh, up against the Raiders, that's on Monday night. uh, You can do that. So, Only one one Monday night football game this week, by the way, just Baltimore at Vegas. Everybody else can be rolling on Sunday. So hopefully that'll make our lives a little bit easier. Last big note here. uh, If you haven't watched already uh, on Twitter and keeping track, Austin Eckler owners might have a little bit of concern coming out of the gate here in week one. Um, He was limited in practice on Wednesday, did not practice today on Thursday. So take a look at his status um, going in, but he, that might be a player that you're not looking to play. Um, right away, which is disappointing because obviously it was an early round pick there. So I'm just pulling up the running back ownership right now over on Yahoo. Um, for those of you that lost Gus Edwards, which is really disappointing. Um, some guys that are available in at least 50% of leagues right now. Uh, JD McKissick, obviously that's a little bit more PPR. I like James White quite a bit. Uh, I like him more than McKissick. He's 32% owned. Um, so for the season, that's a guy that I might look to to take a shot on. Tevin Coleman's 29% owned. That's obviously a, tri- uh, a three-man backfield right now, uh, but he might lead the way early on. Uh, and Tony Jones Jr. 19% owned. Uh, that's a guy that with the uh, lit, with Latavius Murray being cut uh, in New Orleans, he could get some of the running downs work right away. So there's just a few names there uh, if you want to take a look at off the wire that are a little bit owned, but not uh, but pretty readily available. Um, so just stinks. Uh, I know I had a draft just yesterday uh, and had the decision to make between Robinson and Edwards, and I went back and forth while I was on the clock, and I just decided you know Robinson was the way to go. Uh, and just got lucky. I mean, that's just what it is, man. So even all of us with best intentions waiting until the last minute to to draft our teams, you still had this injury go down today with Gus Edwards. So that's just really disappointing. Was looking forward to seeing what he could do there in Baltimore, given the chance after the J.K. Dobbins injury. But we're not going to get take a look at him this year. Torn ACL. So, all right. Uh, all right. Jumping into the starts and sits. Again, if you have any questions, post them in the chat. I will get to them here live on the show. Otherwise, we're just going to roll through these. i got eight uh, players here. Uh, we're going to start with a quarterback. We got Kirk Cousins is my start of the week at QB at fancy pros. They have him at QB 15, but I have him at QB 12. He's going up against Cincinnati. Uh, they were pretty middle of the road as far as overall against quarterbacks last year, but they did give up 21 or more fantasy points uh, in seven of their 16 games. They played a lot of bad quarterbacks. So I'm definitely rolling out cousins with confidence, losing Irv Smith stinks. Um, but I think he's a guy that I, uh, I feel comfortable with out of the gate in week one, his schedule too. Lines up really nice. Talked about this a lot, but at Cincy at Arizona, Seattle, the first three weeks. So he's a guy that if you add him right now, if he's your starter, you should be good to go. Um, for most of September, I would start him over Matthew Stafford. Uh, Matt Ryan's close, but I'd go ahead and roll with cousins as well. And Trevor Lawrence and his opening start. I know it's against the Texans, but those are some guys that I would, that I would not be starting. If uh, Kirk cousins either was available or on my roster. Uh sit at quarterback is uh, it's Jameis Winston. I know he's not a guy that we're, we were looking to start in 1QB leagues, um, but even in Superflex, I might look to get away from him if I can. Uh, I have him outside my top 20. He is a really tough matchup against the Green Bay Packers who gave up the fourth fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks last season. Um, this game is, while New Orleans is technically the home team, they're not at home. They're playing in Jacksonville um, due, to, uh, due to the hurricane that came through there just a few weeks ago. So this is a guy that I'm I'm really low on, especially compared to consensus right now. Uh, so I would start guys like Sam Darnold against the Jets. That's a great matchup. Uh, even Jimmy Garoppolo going up against uh, the Lions in Detroit. Uh, that guy's readily available and somebody I would play in a super flex spot. And Tyrod Taylor, um, whenever he's out there, he adds that rushing ability. He's playing Jacksonville, which is a horrible defense. Um, so I, I would start all three of those guys over Jameis this week. Kind of see how it goes if you can. If you have that luxury, um, I would sit Jameis Winston against the Packers. Uh, Better days ahead, hopefully, for him um, at Carolina uh, in week two. So I like that matchup. We got a start-sit question coming in, so I'll just jump right into this one. Uh, Breck PF says, should I start Tyson Williams, uh, Hollywood Brown, uh, Pittman, or Claypool at the flex in full PPR? Uh, Williams obviously going to see a lot more work here for the Baltimore Ravens now that he is the last man standing, literally. Um, so he's definitely very intriguing. Uh, Got to love the matchup against uh, against the Raiders. Uh, for me, Hollywood Brown is uh, just not really in contention yet. He's he's just not somebody, even if, especially in full PPR, I think his value takes a dip. Pittman is my favorite uh, wide receiver for the Colts. They're going up against the Seattle Seahawks, but I'm just a little bit worried about that offense getting off to a little bit of a slower start with Carson Wentz under center, but not having really played yet um, for the, I know it's a system he's familiar with, but I uh, still got to have that chemistry with the receivers and he just did not have the time to do that. So Pittman is somebody that you drafted as a, as a, as a flex option or a bench play. I'd keep him there for now. Um, but I do think he's a guy that you'll be able to plug in to your lineup and Claypool, man. We love the kid, very tough matchup uh, this week. And obviously PPR isn't his preferred format with Juju and Deontay getting a lot more of the targets there. So usually I, you know, usually I roll Claypool, especially of those receivers, but for me, I don't have any problem with you taking Tyson Williams uh, or Tayson Williams. I'm going to have to figure out how to actually say his name now that he is relevant, as we joked about on this show just a few weeks ago um, when Dobbins went down. But I'm going to go with Williams. Uh, I know it's full PPR, and he's not going to catch a lot of passes, but I think he has a pretty good shot at finding the end zone. The Raiders' run defense is is not particularly great. Uh, they're dealing with some injuries as well. So I know it's PPR, so he generally lead uh, with the receiver. I think Claypool is probably a little bit safer play on that front because of of it being full PPR, but I would roll with Williams. I don't think it's too cute this early on in the season. I know I have some teams with Claypool on them where I have some better options, and I am going that route. So uh, I do think that that's a that's an okay play there. So if you want to play it safe, I do think it's Claypool over those other receivers. But I would roll with Williams with the upside. Um, so appreciate the question. Thank you, Breck. Uh, if you guys have any other questions, feel free to drop them in the chat. But I'm going to roll right on here. Oh, we got one here from Darren: uh, Sermon or Jamal Williams PPR. Uh, We got uh, 0.4 for rushing first downs and 0.1 for rushing attempts. A little bit of added bonus there, even though it's PPR, a little bit of added bonus there on the rushes. But uh, I'm going to go with Jamal Williams. Uh, I know Sermon, better days ahead for him, I think, in this offense. But uh, really, I think that Williams is going to see a good amount of work throughout the season. I think that Swift is still my boy, and I think he's going to be great. And I love the fact that they're saying he's not – uh, on a pitch count or anything. He's going to be good to go. Um, his touches should not be limited against San Francisco this week. Uh, but I think Williams, especially with it being PPR, he's going to see some receptions. He's going to be involved. And I think out of the gate, we could see a little bit more of a split 50-50 uh, than we might see later on with the uh, with the Detroit Lions. So I would go Jamal Williams, even with Swift, a full go for the coaches. I would go with Williams uh, over Sermon for right now. I think that San Francisco will just go ahead and lean on on Mostert uh, early on in the season. So, even with those little bonuses, I'd still go with Williams, but a uh, sermon's probably going to be your guy long term. Uh, we got Ben chiming in. Uh, new haircut? No, this is just my hair falling out. Thank you for that. Um, and not wearing a hat today. Uh, <laughs> Barkley or Chase Edmonds? Uh, bro, let's go, baby. I'm going Barkley. 65% of Barkley is better than Chase Edmonds. I like Ch- Chase Edmonds, but uh, I think Barkley, you know, it, things are looking good for him right now uh, as far as getting some playing time. He might be a little limited. Uh, but I think he's going to be good to go, so I'm still going to roll with Barkley there. Uh, but that's a great segue. Ben didn't even know it um, because even though I'd start Barkley over Chase Edmonds, if you can find a way to get Chase Edmonds in your lineup, I like that play this week. He's actually my start at running back. Um, Saquon for me is still up in that RB one tier. Uh, he's a he's top twelve for me. Um, but Chase Edmonds is a guy that I have inside my top twenty four this week at RB twenty two. Fantasy Pros consensus has him as RB27, so he's more of a flex play for Fantasy Pros, but I, I would start Chase Edmonds with confidence this week. He's going up against the Titans defense that gave up the seventh most fantasy points to running backs, uh, so I'm going to try to get Edmonds in my lineup if wherever I have him. You probably drafted him as a flex, so you could just plug him in to where he was kind of projected for your team, uh, but if you have a tough decision, maybe you have uh, Williams you know, for Bal- Baltimore. Maybe that's made it tough for you. Um, but no, man, I, I'd roll with Edmonds, uh, in most places, if you can get him in your lineup, uh, not all of us have those, uh, great dilemmas, Saquon or Chase Edmonds. Those are both great options for this week, even with Saquon being, uh, limited, but, uh, for Edmonds for reference, I would start Chase Edmonds over Josh Jacobs, uh, in that Monday night game against Baltimore. I'd start him over Daryl Henderson against the bears, also a primetime matchup. And I'd start him over Kareem hunt, which his game script should lean towards him being involved in the passing game. But I think Edmonds is your play here uh, against the Titans on Sunday. So I like Edmonds as a top 24 play this week in an RB two should be in your lineups in most places, uh, sit of the week at running back right now, man, we're just looking for bodies. It's hard to find a sit at their running back position a lot of times. Uh, but for me, uh, I'll just pre preemptive strike here. I'm, I am concerned about Austin Eckler. Um, if you have other options, it's week one, no bye weeks, hopefully not too many injuries on your squad. If you can find a way to move Eckler out, unless we get a positive report, you know, keep up with those. Um, But I don't think that there's anything wrong with sitting Austin Eckler this week, which stinks to say. Um, But I will also say that even if Eckler is completely out, I am not starting Justin Jackson against the Washington football team. Uh, This is a defense that gave up the second fewest fantasy points to running backs last season. They also were tied for second in the fewest rushing touchdowns allowed uh, in the NFL. So, uh, even if Eckler is completely out, I am not starting Justin Jackson. And if Eckler's in, I'm still a little bit hesitant to start Eckler. Like if I have a good flex option, uh, then I, I'm going to go ahead and, and just not risk it. Um, uh, I was going to pull up some of the running backs here for you guys to give you maybe some reference of where he would fall. Cause I've, the Eckler news kind of just came out, but, um, like I, I would start cream hunt over here. If you need, uh, if you're watching live, I would go ahead and just roll with Ronald Jones. Um, tonight, if you have that tough decision, I hope you don't. I um, hope you have some Sunday options in there. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely tough. Some of the names I've, I have referenced here that even if Eckler was out, I would not, I would, that I would play over Justin Jackson. I'd go with James white against Miami. I think with um, Mac Jones under center. Now that backfield has become a lot more clear uh, that Harris should get the early downs work. Uh, and then James white should get the passing downs work. And hopefully that white is somebody that he leans on there. Uh, Jamal Williams mentioned earlier in the questions against San Francisco. I know Swift will be a full go for the coaches, but I still think Williams can see 10 to 12 touches, uh, and that's going to be more valuable than what Jackson's going to get against a really, really tough defense, almost the toughest uh, opponent you're going to face as a running back. Uh, And then, actually, I'd go Tevin Coleman. Uh, This is a guy that was drafted in the late rounds. I know it's a three-headed monster there uh, for the Jets, but I'm going to say that he's the lead dog right now out of that backfield, uh, and I like his matchup against the Carolina Panthers, who are pretty much a sieve. Uh, to the running back position, or have been, we'll see if they've improved. But I would roll those those uh, low end running backs over Justin Jackson, even if Austin Eckler is out, even if he's out. So uh, we got Andrew Campy coming in here, uh, watching the cow, <laughs> watching the Cowboys delayed. Smart move. That's all right. I'm a DVR fan right here tonight. I'm watching live though, uh, but coming from down under, I understand. Um, should I uh, s- should I sit AJ and G? That's a great uh, question. The Aussie guys. Uh, I would start AJ sit G uh, that's, that's just my standard advice. So appreciate that. And then uh, Zeke stat estimate for tonight. It's going to be a tough matchup. Um, if you're listening to this on the podcast, you're going to know whether I'm right or wrong, right out of the gate. Uh, I think Zeke gets uh, 60 total or sorry, 65 rushing yards and I'll give him another 30 through the air. So 95 total yards. And you know what? Give him a damn touchdown. Let's do this thing. Uh, so a solid night for Zeke. I'm starting him. I know he's not a top five running back this week, Um, but he's a top 12 guy and a guy that I'm putting in my lineup. I know it's a tough matchup, but, uh, and especially without Zach Martin, that's a big thing. If you're not following closely, um, Zach Martin is out due to COVID. So that's a tough situation, but Lyle Collins is back. Um, so that'll be one to watch. Let's move on to the receivers. Uh, start this week again, it's week one. So most of these guys that you're drafted as starters, those are guys you're going to play. You don't need to get crazy cute. Uh, but, uh, for this situation here, some guys that I would look to try to plug in my lineup if I had them uh, are the Jacksonville Jags wide receivers of Marvin Jones and, and Chenault. Um, Fancy Pros has Jones at wide receiver 43 and Chenault at wide receiver 37. I think these are both uh, fine flex options that you can get in your lineup. Uh, if you're really stuck, like I know I have a situation where I'm staring down Cortland Sutton uh, and I'm just, you know, it's he's coming back from the injury. It's a little bit of a tougher matchup and I want to kind of see it a little bit before I, I push him in there. Uh, I'm gonna go with Marvin Jones in that situation there. So Houston gave up obviously a ton of points everywhere, but they gave up a lot of points to the wide receivers, seventh most last year. Uh, They have not improved. They just traded away probably their best corner. Um, So I think the Jacksonville this is gonna this game's gonna be ugly. But I think this is a game that Jacksonville should get going in the passing game. uh, And I would roll both those guys as solid flex options this week. Or if you're in a pinch, um, you know you get those guys in your lineup as as uh, as low end twos. But I I have them right now. I have Jones at uh 31 and Chenault at 34. So, or sorry, I have Chenault at 31 Jones at 34. So I would roll those guys in there as, as solid flex options. And uh, those guys right now are outside of the top 36 in fancy pros rankings. So uh, I'm good with those as flex options. Uh, my sit this week, maybe this is a little easy, but I did see where he was ranked over at fancy pros and just want to make sure that it's very clear cut, even for week one, um, I'm setting Kenny Galladay. Uh, there's no reason to start this guy against a tough matchup. I know he's at home, but he's playing against Denver. Who's done a great job on with improving their secondary, spending a lot of draft capital, obviously, uh, are at the corner position and Galladay has been injured. Uh, he, I think he's going to be a little bit slow going. Uh, that offense is going to be one to keep an eye on with Barkley and, uh, Galladay, both maybe getting a uh, limited snaps right out of the gate. Uh, and with it being week one, you don't need to risk it. You'll have other options, especially if you drafted late. Galladay was being drafted, um, you know, around six or seven. Uh, and you probably picked up better options to just start and plug in right away. So I'm going to go ahead and, and sit Kenny Galladay this week, pretty much across the board. I'd roll, I'd roll all the J- Jacksonville wide receivers, to be honest. I know I mentioned Jones and Chennault. Um, even Chark for me, I, I'd go, I know he's been dealing with an injury, but um, that's been, uh, you know, the finger should be good to go for Chark. I'd go ahead and just, take a piece against the Texans over Kenny G Uh, Jarvis Landry, another guy that's being ranked behind Galladay right now uh, over at Fantasy pros. I'd start him uh, in a matchup that should see Cleveland throw the ball quite a bit going up against Kansas city. And then the all the Cincinnati Bengals wide receivers. Now, obviously I think Higgins is a slam dunk um, over Kenny G every week, but Boyd and even Jamar chase in his first game. uh, I I would roll all those guys over, uh, over Kenny Galladay. Um, I got a bonus sit as well at the wide receiver position. It's uh, kind of linked to my, my quarterback sit, but uh, Marquez Calloway. Uh, it's a really tough matchup against Alexander uh, and the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I, I'm a little bit hesitant to trust this offense right away. Uh, and I think better days ahead for Calloway. Hopefully you drafted him again as a bench player with up some nice upside, uh, but not in week one. You can find better options there. So there's a little bonus sit for you guys. And uh, we'll wrap this one up with the tight end position. Uh, my start of the week at tight end, he's he's only owned in 53% of Yahoo leagues. So this is a guy that you could go grab uh, right now. I'm starting him over some some pretty decent names that you probably drafted. Uh, but I'm going with Austin Hooper at Kansas City. This game is uh, the over under is 54 and a half. So that is the highest of the week. There are going to be points put up. And yeah, Kansas City, you know, might put up 30 of them, but that still leaves another 24 and a half uh, for your Cleveland Browns. So I think with uh, with OBJ working his way back, uh, shout out to Neil, um, is that Hooper's, you know, there's been talks about him getting more involved this season compared to to, uh, to last year after they gave him the bag. And uh, I think this year you could see Hooper have a pretty decent year overall as a, as a low-end tight end one option. But right out of the gate here, uh, I have Hooper as a top 12 tight end in week one. Uh, I would start him over Tyler Higbee, uh, that one's close, but I'd start him over Higby. i start him over Johnu Smith and Mike Kosicki. Uh So I would, uh, you know, some of those guys, especially Higby and Johnu, like I'd prefer to have them on my roster and just go ahead and start them. Like they're still close. Um, I'd still prefer to have those guys on my roster long-term um, if I had to make the decision either or. Um, but if you have an extra roster spot and you want to throw in, um, you want to throw in Hooper, uh, you can do that. Uh, I had a question here uh, over Noah Fant, uh, Austin Hooper over Noah Fant. I'd still go with Noah Fant. Uh, I really, I was really high on Noah Fant in the preseason. Uh, I think he can produce um, at a, you know, at a mid tight end one level throughout the year, and I think he has just a little bit more upside. So I like Hooper. It's closer than it was draft season, that is for sure. But I'd still roll Noah Fant. So uh, if Austin Hooper is available and you have an extra roster spot, if you have a lower end option uh, that you're not as comfortable with this week, I think Hooper is a great week one stream. Uh, and then, uh, sit this week. Uh, I went with Gerald Everett. Uh, he's not ranked very high over at fantasy pro. So I'm not sure that he's like an auto start or anything, but he is a guy that was drafted as a, as a streamer. I would pivot away from him to Hooper. If you can, um, uh, he's going up against Indy who gave up a grand total of three touchdowns to tight ends last year. I think this is going to be a little bit of a more of a low scoring game. I think that Colts defense is pretty solid. So for now, there's a lot of tight ends that are sits, but I'll go with Gerald Everett. Uh, he's a guy that I like longer term as a streamer, but for now I kind of want to see how he, he fits in that offense just a bit. Uh, and there's no reason to force it, uh, with this tough matchup. So, uh, we got a question, question, follow up question. Would you start lamb over Allen Robinson this, this week, tough matchups for sure. Um, yeah, I, and this is obviously a question that we're coming up right against here. You're going to have Allen Robinson going up against the Rams and Jalen Ramsey. Uh, uh, that is the situation where both teams, uh, the Cowboys and the bears will probably be playing from behind uh, as much as I do think the Cowboys that will keep it close tonight. Tampa is obviously the defending champs, uh, but I'm going to go with lamb. Uh, you're leading lamb here. So would I, uh, I just think that I'm a little bit more confident in that offense to be able to move the ball right now. Uh, and he, I think CD lamb's in for a really big season. So, uh, both those guys are obviously great options. You'd need some pretty serious options to uh, to not start Allen Robinson in your in your lineup. But if it really comes down to those two, I would lean Ceedee Lamb. And we got Ace here. Uh, Dak gonna kill it tonight. Uh, need him healthy all year. Yes, uh, I need him healthy all year as well. I cannot take a year of Cooper Rush uh, or a poor offense like we saw in uh, in 2020 from the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Dak is still a solid start for me tonight. I I think this will probably be his worst game to be honest of the, of the year, but there's nobody I'm streaming over him. Nobody that was taken, you know, outside the top 10, even if you doubled up on quarterback that I would start over Dak Prescott game script should lean to him throwing the ball quite a bit. Um, I I like, I know his over under, I think on passing yards was like 350. Uh, I mean, he'll probably get around there. So I think he's going to have a really good, um, a really good, Week one, right out of uh, right out of the gate, just not uh, the top five performance where we probably drafted them. Better weeks ahead for Dak for sure. Um, this is just a tough matchup out of the gate. So, uh, all right, well that uh, that about does it. We're at about half an hour here. Um, depending on the questions and things, this show might go a little longer. Obviously, week one is fairly straightforward uh, as far as starts and sits go. I feel like, um, we, but we've had a lot of uh, running back situations change over the last few weeks here. So um, hopefully you guys found that helpful. I'll probably be bringing a couple extra starts and sits as we, as we get further along into the season, uh, as we have some tougher decisions to make uh, and as bye weeks roll around for sure. um, We'll dive into that. But again, every Thursday night, it's going to be 7 PM. I always have to to calculate it. 7 PM Eastern time, 6 PM central time where I'm at uh, every week before Thursday night football going to be do about 30, 40 minutes of, uh, of start sit and uh, answering your questions. So we've got a few more coming in here actually. So I'll take care of these as we sign off. Darren came back here, Hawkinson or Higby uh, tight end premium one and a half. Uh, I'm rolling Hawk baby. He's going to be a beast. Uh, no reason to steer away from him. Number one target in that offense. I'm a little bit lower on Higby this week his matchup against the the bears. So in tight end premium, H- Higby is definitely valuable. Um, and somebody that you definitely want on your roster. But Hawkinson, man, he, he's the man. No way, to, no reason to steer away from him this week. I know San Fran's a little bit healthier, but he, Hawkinson is going to get peppered, bro. So you should be good to go with uh, with Hawkinson in your lineup. And then Breck's back for another one here. Should I, Oh, we're going defense, man. Oh, man, you hit the specialty, DSTs. I successfully made it with only two leagues out of 24 that had DSTs and kickers. So I'm almost there. But don't worry, I'll help you out here. Uh, you got Seattle, so they're going to be on the road. So the question here is Seattle, Minnesota, or Carolina? Um, so you got Seattle is going to be on the road uh, against the Colts and Carson Wentz, having played a snap all preseason. Uh, Minnesota on the road against Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. So obviously, some opportunities for sacks there. I think Minnesota's defense is going to be pretty solid um, this year. Uh, or Carolina's defense, a great matchup against the Jets, but that defensive unit's pretty bad. Um, I would go with Minnesota. I know it's on the road, uh, and and Cincinnati should put up some points, but I think there's going to be some turnovers along the way. I think there's definitely going to be some sacks to be had. Uh, Carolina has my favorite matchup going up against the rookie quarterback in his first start, but I don't really have much faith in that Carolina defensive unit. Uh, and at a certain point, the defense has to be at least half decent um, for me to trust them even in the best matchups there. So um, if you can only choose one, I would go with Uh, Minnesota. I was taking a look maybe a week out as well. Um, That's you're probably, if you're streaming and those are your streaming options, uh, you're probably going to be looking somewhere else, even amongst those defenses for week two. Um, Seattle plays Tennessee. That's obviously a great defense, uh, even though that's going to be in Seattle week two. And then Minnesota uh, gets the Cardinals, not another offense. You're not going to want to go up against. So um, if you ever have, if you ever have any close decisions, whether it's DST quarterback tight end and you're streaming, uh, if they're super, super close and you can only roster one, usually my tiebreaker is whoever has the better matchup the next week. <laughs> uh, that's the guy I want on my team. So I went out to fight for them off the wire. So again, thinking ahead just a little bit. And that's what you're going to get too on waiver wire sniping. So uh, that's going to be a YouTube only show. So if you're looking for it in your podcast feed, uh, you got to check us out on YouTube. Subscribe. That's going to be there Saturday morning. Week one's going to drop this Saturday morning. I'm going to cover players that you need to add for every position that are readily available. You can add for free before kickoff week one. So uh, with that, uh, appreciate you guys tuning in. Thank you for all the questions. Going to be back here again, 7 p.m. Eastern time every Thursday before Thursday night football kickoff. Appreciate you guys. I will be back later in the week. Uh, Enjoy the game. Football's back. Let's go. Good luck week one.